back with another episode of Brick House. This one, a tanking special. Yes. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. Bob, this place hasn't yet been raided by the FBI, but soon. We can only hope. Yeah, matter of time. Let's get this pod in before before that happens. The amount of money you've had to bribe me to come over every week to do these things is... <laughs> Is adding up. Yeah, you think we say bad things about GMs and coaches. You should see the notes that are in my <laughs> my hard drive, buried deep. Here. Stuff that's edited out. Bad loans to Messiah Jerry. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to call this episode Tank Tips. So we're going to be guiding the 11 worst teams in the NBA and, and helping them on their voyage to become the worst team mm-hmm. and get that coveted number one draft pick. But I also considered calling the episode, This is not NOM, there are rules. <laughs> I like that because it involves the broader topic of college basketball. Yes. Uh, which just had some, some major headlines hit the, the news wires this week. Apparently, Arizona head coach Sean Miller is on a FBI wiretap saying to get $100,000 to top recruit DeAndre Ayton to secure his commitment to the University of Arizona. Like, why, if you're the head coach, are you talking to the agent? And two, why are you telling the agent exactly what you're doing? You need some sort of code, right? As someone who may or may not have, uh, you know, been involved in some criminal activity in the past, I 100% agree with you there. (laughs) I mean, if you've just seen, like, two episodes of The Wire, you should know that you got to use code. Right. Don't just say a hundred thousand dollars and DeAndre Ayton should never be in the same sentence ever. Well, I've got an idea here for okay. you, Matt. We were we were just talking about Sean Miller's contract. Maybe he wanted to get fired. That's because he has a unprecedented contract for a college coach. It's written in a way that he will receive eighty five percent of the money he's owed through two thousand twenty two if he is fired with cause. Okay. If the school has a reason to fire him, he will get almost 100% of the money that's owed to him for the next four years. Right. However, if he were fired without cause, the university will owe him approximately $5.15 million versus 10.3. So if they were to just fire him tomorrow for no apparent reason, they would owe him $5 million. That's right. But if they fire him for all this, they would owe him $10 million. Exactly. Okay. Just to give you some perspective, uh, normally if a college coach is fired with cause, that coach receives zero additional money yeah. past their employment date. There is a lot going on in the NCAA basketball scandal. It just broke, so maybe we'll have to do an episode about it yeah. uh, coming up here soon. This week, however, we're going to be focusing on the NBA, mm-hmm. as we do every week. <laughs> Going into the all-star break, the tank, the, the greatest tank job ever may be happening this season. Adam Silver is trying to eliminate tanking or at least deter it in the NBA. Right. And that's why next year they're changing, slightly tweaking the probability for getting the number one draft pick. Right. If you're, you know, the worst team in the, uh, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So this year is the last great tank job opportunity. We need we to have- really soak it in. Yeah, we have we have at least 10 teams that are going for the worst record, possibly 11 that we're going to talk about today. Going into the All-Star break, the 10 worst teams in the NBA had lost a combined 41 
straight games. Sure. 41 game <laughs> losing streak for a third of the NBA. That's insane. Mark Cuban. He has a history of not really giving a damn. He's, yeah. He says what he wants to say. Right. This week he was on a brand new podcast by hosted by Julius Irving. Dr. J? Yeah. Dr. J is uh, is stepping on our podcasting corner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He was talking about tanking. He said that, quote, I'm not supposed to say this, but I just had dinner with a bunch of our guys the other night, and here we are, you know, we weren't competing for the playoffs. I was like, look, losing's our best option. Adam Silver would hate hearing that, but at least I sat down and explained it to them. I explained what our plans were going to be this summer, that we're not going to tank again. Mm -hmm. That was like a year and a half of tanking, and that was too brutal for me. Hey, the Houston Astros were very open when they got a new general manager about their tank plan, and they ended up winning the World Series. So. Did they say they were going to intentionally like, lose games? Yeah, so uh, Jeffrey Lunau, the GM, went in in his interview and basically explained that you can either be bad and try and patch holes by signing guys, or you can just bottom out and be terrible and then build your way back up. You know, there's a lot of things in sports that incentivize cheating even though there are, you know, quote-unquote uh, penalties against sure. it. You know, these guys take steroids, get a $100 million contract, then they're suspended for half of a season. Well, right. Okay, well, rough, they miss out on $4 million, Rough five penalty, million. rough penalty. Magic Johnson says he wants Paul George on the Lakers, gets fined $500,000. Mm -hmm. If this summer Paul George signs, just a drop in the bucket. I right. mean, Andy Miller and NBA agents are paying tens, if not hundreds of thousand dollars to high school players who never even sign with them. Bad loan. Just <laughs> just the cost of doing business. <laughs> yeah. Mark Cuban was fined $600,000 for the comments he made on Dr. J's podcast. He said, quote, I earned it. I got excited talking to Dr. J and said something I shouldn't have. $600,000. So last night, the Lakers played the Mavs. The Mavs were out-rebounded. 62 to 29 in this game. Right. So Mark Cuban's fined $600,000. He shouldn't have told his players, go out there and suck, guys. He got the penalty, and the Mavs did not even produce 30 rebounds <laughs> yeah. on their way yeah. towards that uh, number one pick in the draft. 600 grand well spent. There's a lot of movement in the standings right now. It's it's a close race, especially in the Western Conference. Right. To wit, the Nuggets, the De Denver Nuggets, currently if the playoffs started today, they'd be in it. They're also 1.5 games away from being the number three seed overtaking the Spurs, and they just beat the Spurs last night in an awesome game. They're also 1.5 games away from not making the playoffs at all. Wow. Give you an idea of how close it is. Jimmy Butler just went down last night with a torn meniscus. That's going to affect things out west. Yeah. As we've said, the Clippers in Utah also make up the 10 total teams going for those eight playoff spots. We were talking about jerseys last week on our uh, mailbag. Mm -hmm. The Miami Heat, Miami Vice jersey came out, right? It looks super cool. They can't keep them on the shelves. Right. They're, they're just trying to restock them. Since they released those jerseys, the Heat have moved from the fourth to the eighth seed. They have a 3-9 and nine record. This is great for the Suns. I was going to suggest maybe the Suns find a vice jersey of their own, you know, to really uh, yeah. ensure that they lose their games. Well, the Suns also have the Heat's pick if it doesn't fall within the top seven. Oh. So oh. any losses they have is great for Phoenix. So much tank information that we're about to impart I know. Sorry. on our listeners. I, sorry I jumped the, jumped the tank gun. 
Oh, no. It's all tank this week, baby. <laughs> Let's go right into our countdowns. We're, so we're going to go through the 11 worst teams in the NBA. We're going to tell you how we suggest they can maximize on their their shittiness. Sure. And, uh, and they're losing. But then we're going to predict what actually happens over the course of the next 25 games. Uh, what our pitch to the fan base is next season, because these teams still have to sell tickets, even though they're intentionally terrible. <laughs> right. And then, of course, we're going to discuss what's the ends behind these means here. How do these teams compete to win a championship in the next decade? So the first one that we're going to break down, I think is probably, they're one of three teams that is not intentionally tanking. They just happen to be in the same ballpark <laughs> as everybody else. That's the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Interestingly, just this week, Hoops Hype released a ranking of the young cores in the NBA. Okay. So they ranked the, the people on each team's roster that are 25 or younger and, and ranked them to show you, you know, who's got the best young up-and-coming players on their team. The Charlotte Hornets, despite being... Uh, 24 and 33 and 11th in the uh, in the tank race have the 26th best young core okay. in the NBA which is not good. That's not good at all. I was really hoping it was going to be a surprise if it was like top 10. That might that might change how what I with some of the stuff I have written down here for Charlotte. Yeah, the the guys under 25 on their team, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, Frank Kaminsky, Willie Hernan Gomez, Malik Monk, Dwayne Bacon, Trevion Graham and Marcus Page. Who's the worst team on that list, Bob? The worst team on that list? Yeah. I, I forget. Who is it? Uh, Mick Minnis will hate to hear this. It's the Clippers. Bob. Oh, the Clippers, yeah. They haven't kept a young player in six years since Doc Rivers has been there. So how can the Hornets maximize their losses for the rest of the season? I don't know if they're actually trying to. In fact, it, just this week, the Hornets announced that they were firing their GM, Rich Cho. Oh, wow. And they're going to be replacing him. Either with Michael Jordan's college roommate. I was I was just about to ask which friend of Jordan, but yeah, okay. He's the assistant GM at uh, at Charlotte, uh, next in line. Maybe what's his name? I think it's Buzz Peterson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Buzz Peterson. Yeah, yeah. He coached at uh, like UNC Wilmington or something. Oh, that sounds like he should run an NBA franchise. Where, UNC where did Wilmington. He, I'll, uh, oh well, I'll, never mind. I'll totally qualified. Uh, if not, if not Buzz, then Mitch Kupchak is oh, rumored yeah. to be on Michael Jordan's radar. I heard about the cub check thing. Yeah, he coached at UNC Wilmington. Sometimes I'm too good at this, Bob. Hey, take a wild guess where Mitch Kupchak went to college. Did he go to uh, Northern Carolina that's University? That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Old uh, <laughs> NCU, Northern Carolina. He was also in an article by Ramona Shelburne last season being the only NBA GM who's like 20 years behind the times and doesn't tamper. Mm-hmm. This isn't college basketball, I was going to say, he needs to do college basketball. Tamper, Tamper my man. <laughs> my suggestion to make this team as bad as possible is they just treat Frank Kaminsky like he's Giannis Antetokounmpo. So you need to convince MJ to just sign only big, stiff, white UNC players. They need to go down, up or down. The only place they're going right now is down. or They're not going anywhere, so they need to just go down. Commit to the down. <laughs> So if you're trying to sell tickets for the Hornets season next year, what do you say to the fans? Well, I guess you could say, well, I guess you, you can't see any good players at UNC, Duke, Wake Forest, <laughs> North Carolina State. <laughs> That's good. Our tickets are cheaper than Duke and UNC, 
And if he's not golfing, maybe you'll get a chance to see Michael Jordan. <laughs> Simple pitch. I thought a good slogan could have been, uh, hey, we may have missed on Donovan Mitchell, but at least we didn't take a white guy. <laughs> so is there anything that the Hornets can do to win a championship in the next 10 years, Matt? Oh, yeah. If Michael Jordan loses the team in a backroom poker game. Yeah. He loses the owner. Is that what you said? Basically that as long as Michael Jordan's around, no. Yeah. They, they will not. They will not win. It's so weird how, like, we all acknowledge Michael Jordan as, like, the best basketball player and a terrible owner. Like, no one even tries to mask his bad ownering. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised it hasn't, uh, you know, tarnished his his legacy or his reputation more than it has. I just read The Jordan Rules. His whole thing when he was young, around the time when it was written, was he would golf before games doesn't matter he would go 18 holes sometimes 36 then he would play and then he would go out and then he would golf and then he would play he has all that so if he's trying to replicate that as a 50 year old man of course he's not going to be scouting it's like borderline phil jackson stuff where he's not even scouting you know i didn't really think about it but the team is named the hornets and it would be pretty funny if their new gm was named buzz oh nice (laughs) that's great Another team that is not intentionally terrible, just uh, happens to be so, mm-hmm. is the L.A. Lakers. Okay. I mean, they have no reason to be bad. They don't get their draft pick this year. In fact, that draft pick is either going to the Celtics or the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. Since there's no reason to be bad, uh, the only thing good that can come of uh, of them winning is they get to screw over the team that does get the draft pick. Right. So the Celtics get to keep the pick if it lands between two through five in the draft, which is probably a good bet for the Celtics scene as the Lakers have picked number two the past three years in a row. Right. If they don't land between two and five, though, Philadelphia gets the pick as uh, part of the Markel Fultz trade. Uh, So they would get it if it's number one or six through 30. So the best way that they can screw over the Celtics is to keep winning. Yeah, that's what I that's what I said. Yeah. The Lakers in that hoops hype ranking of young cores are number five. Mm-hmm. The only four teams ahead of them with a, a better young core are the Celtics, T-Wolves, Bucks, and Sixers. Mm-hmm. All of them, you know, already on their way to the playoffs. Right. You would rather have the Sixers get it than your hated rivals. Definitely, especially because the Sixers are probably the biggest rival the Celtics have going forward in the Eastern Conference. Oh, you know. so it's a double get. Double get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, except for the Lakers, who get nothing. Well, yeah, but they can, as far as making sure Boston doesn't get anything. So the Lakers usually don't have that much trouble selling season tickets, right. but but how would you pitch it, you know, if you were trying to sell some seats? LeVar v. LeBron. LeVar v. LeBron, okay. Yeah. It's just the eternal battle for who's going to win the soul of the Lakers. It'll be LeBron, spoiler alert. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, I thought it'd be funny if the Lakers just sent an email to you know all season ticket holders saying that they're really going to love next year's roster, and it was just a gif of Magic Johnson doing a big old wink, you know, <laughs> yeah. like he did on yeah. uh, the Tonight Show. Yeah. Do you see the Lakers winning a championship in the next 10 years? How would they go about that? Get LeBron and Paul George and then hope the Warriors get super old overnight. That's definitely a popular strategy. I think yeah. they should just test LeVar Ball. And the way they do that okay. is they sign all three of the Ball boys. Oh. They fire Luke Walton, instill LeVar as coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only the biggest ballers in the NBA will want to play there, according to LeVar. Sure. 
he's pretty much guaranteed championships and that Lonzo's going to be better than Michael Jordan. Let's let's see it happen. That's It's the way it's going to happen. Just a suggestion. I don't know if Rob Palink is going to go for that one. You're no big New York City lawyer or anything. Speaking of New York City, mm. let's talk about the the ninth ranked team on the way to uh, the number one draft pick, the New York Knicks. Their young core took a blow earlier this season with Chris Stapp's Porzingis tore his ACL, but they did add Emmanuel Moutier, mm-hmm. who um, Knicks fans wanted Phil Jackson to draft over Porzingis uh, just a couple of years ago, so they finally got their wish there. <laughs> Still got Ron Baker and his uh, I think he's C- injured. Cindy Brady haircut. I think he's out for the year, unfortunately, Bob. Well, that can only help then, can it? <laughs> How do the Knicks maximize losses for the rest of the season? They seem to always screw that up. Not having Porzingis sure helps, but at the same time, this Moutier thing's got me kind of troubled because it's an attempt at building a team Bob. not saying he's going to be good as they refer to it as the second draft you know the kid right. the kids you're not going to sign you try and take a flyer on that's too much scouting and that's too much attempts at team building you got to bring phil back we need him <laughs> to sit in that giant chair and do nothing that's the only way to ensure the tank goes on i suggest that the knicks turn to another new york product that's seinfeld and uh, watch one of my favorite episodes which is where george costanza realizes his life has not gone the way he's hoped so far and that the way to turn it around is for him to just go uh, do the opposite of every instinct that he has (laughs) i think that's the only way the new york knicks can can capitalize so another team that usually doesn't have a hard time selling season tickets sure but if you were gonna you know try and sell even more what would your pitch be Hey, if you buy tickets, maybe you'll accidentally show up on the wrong night and get to watch Billy Joel. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, my pitch would be: uh, I had Charles Oakley arrested, and you still bought tickets this year. I, I think we might trade Chris Dapps for Lamarcus Aldridge. I dare you not to come to games. <laughs> Signed, James Dolan. Yeah, I like that one. What about the Knicks winning a championship? I mean, they haven't won since the 70s, right? Sure. What's 10 more years? It's all the unicorn, all Porzingis. He needs to basically dirk his way to a championship. Okay. Well, that's a good advice to Chris Stapp. He wants his name to become a verb so he can Chris Stapp's his way yeah. to a championship, just like Dirk. <laughs> right. And whenever I think about the Knicks winning a championship or you know their chances of it, I... I just picture a Knicks fan like hugging their knees and on the ground in a corner of a padded room, rocking back and forth, muttering incoherent babblings. Mm-hmm. The only word that maybe comes through is "Imshazer Frazer Dolan, Dolan, Dolan." How about the Chicago Bulls? Chicago Bulls currently uh, twenty and thirty-seven. Got a nice young core in uh, Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, maybe Chris Dunn, Bobby Portis, Denzel Valentine. Not Cameron Payne. Sure. Robin Lopez was asked on his opinion on tanking this week. He had a quote, I'm not familiar with military artillery. Mm -hmm. Classic. Classic Lopez. (laughs) So we got a friend of the show, Bobby, is, is hoping for... Bulls losses. Sure. What advice would you give to him and and the Bulls players to maximize losses the rest of the way? Okay, you can't get MJ because he owns a team. We already established this a few minutes ago. Okay. But you need some Chicago to really get things going. That's why there's only one Chicago man that can do this job, 
be terrible, but still have the support of the Chicago people, Mike Dicka. Oh. <laughs> we need Mike Dicka to come in, get the troops going, really lose this thing, but everyone will still love him in Chicago. Man, when you said you know you really needed some true essence of Chicago to make the Bulls lose games, I thought you were going to suggest just feeding them deep dish pizza and Polish sausages. That, yeah, that works. That'll slow them <laughs> yeah, down. Give them the meat sweats and see if they can you know yeah. beat the Warriors. So if I were pitching season ticket sales to Bulls mm-hmm. fans next year, I would have to find some clever way of telling them next year if we win games just don't think about how that will mean more years of gar foreman and john paxson don't think about the that. team don't right. think about that sure think about anything else yeah. give me your money can <laughs> give me your money rodman colored hair nights oh okay now i know what you're thinking the fans they throw out a color and the fans show up that night with their hair colored that color uh-huh you are correct but also <laughs> The players do, too. Oh, okay. It, maybe it's green. Zach Levine has a green wig on playing basketball. Or maybe it's the, the polka dot one. See Chris uh-huh. Dunn running around. Lori <laughs> Markinen with the polka dot hair. That's how you get the people back. Okay. Yeah, so if the Bulls were going to win a championship in the next 10 years, I think that would be when LeBron James decides the only way to be considered greater than Jordan is to <laughs> win one in Chicago. To be Jordan. Are they going to have, within the next 10 years, the technology to allow statues to play basketball so they can have that Michael Jordan statue? Oh, that would be good. Play basketball, some sort of black mirror statue thing? He's a lean statue. Yeah. Yeah. 2% body fat. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to yet another team that is uh, has 19 wins and will have nothing to show nothing for it in the NBA draft. That hasn't the, had anything to show for it. The Brooklyn Nets. Um, who could they screw over? Oh, yeah, so they can't even screw over the Celtics, who took their draft picks for the past five years. Right. But Cleveland Cavaliers, who received this draft pick. Mm-hmm. Just another amazing move by Danny Ainge, finally realizing that this could be the year that the Brooklyn pick is not going to yield a franchise player. Right. It would be fun, I think, to see the Brooklyn Nets continue to win games so that the Cavs pick something like ninth or higher, making the Kyrie Mm. trade an absolute travesty, you know, even more so than it already is. But I predict that the Cavs will inevitably draft Trey Young whether mm-hmm. it's with the number one pick or number seventh pick. Right, and then LeBron bolts. Bob, there's only one thing that came to mind when someone has scorned you oh so much, mm-hmm. as the Celtics did to the Brooklyn Nets, now the Cavs. It doesn't matter. There's one name that came to mind, and that is one Beatrix Kiddo. Okay. The Bride and Kill Bill. Ah, okay. She is scorned by David Carradine, who is the Celtics, after... David Carradine tries to kill her and her unborn child. There's only one thing she can do. Exploding heart technique? Go crazy and just kill the entire Yakuza on the way to finding David Carradine. So on the way to finding, getting back to where they need to be, they have to just take out any and all Celtics, Cavs, anybody in their way. Just have to mow them down. Not physically death-wise, just basketball-wise. Okay. If that involves a few torn ACLs and <laughs> injured ankles, who am I to say? But that's what it came to mind. The Brooklyn Kill Bills, basically. 
Yeah, if I were trying to sell season tickets to a Brooklyn fan, I would be saying, hey, it's even crazier than trust the process because we're built rebuilding without any draft picks. <laughs> Eat my shorts, Sam Hickey. Maybe we're looking at this wrong. Maybe the idea is not to sell to people, but to make people think you're selling the tickets in general. Prokhorov, what is he? Russian, right? Well, he's Russian. Jet skier. What have we been hearing about lately? Russian Twitter bots. Okay. You get the Russian Twitter bots on your side to make it look like they are buying all the tickets. So then it comes out on Twitter that Brooklyn Nets games are sold out for the next 10 years. <laughs> but they aren't actually sold out. But that means people flood to the site to try and get the tickets to see these amazing sold-out games, and then there's plenty of tickets, and then they buy all the tickets. It, it, the details are kind of hazy. but <laughs> If you buy the tickets, Hillary Clinton goes to jail. I think there's only one way that the Nets can win a championship in the next 10 years. Hear me out. <laughs> okay, do it. Also, maybe a Russian influence, there's some kind of nuclear fallout. And it's during a game where the Nets are hosting the Sacramento Kings. Mikhail Prokhorov has built the Barclays Center to withstand a nuclear fallout, though. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a Russian oligarch. He knew this was coming. So there's only two teams in the NBA that survived this blast, the Brooklyn Nets and the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> That's how the Nets win a championship in the next 10 years. Otherwise, they have zero chance. If you're going to have a bad name, you don't want to have jerseys that just aren't fun at all whatsoever. No more black and white. you got to get fun uniforms, Miami Vice style, Brooklyn uh -huh. style. Uh -huh. I don't know if you want like pizza on there or whatever <laughs> they do in Brooklyn. Who knows? Maybe uh, use a lottery pick or two just for fun. It could be fun to use one of those things. Am I right? The Brooklyn $7,000 a month studio apartments. Yeah. That'll strike fear into the hearts of their opponents. <laughs> right. Just some old crotchety like <laughs> landlord yelling at you. Uh, number six team on their way to uh, the, what would be the sixth pick in the NBA draft today. They, they want to get worse, though. The mm -hmm. Memphis Grizzlies. I think if they're going to maximize their terribleness, they just have to keep paying Chandler Parsons $100 million to wear T-shirts and sport jackets. <laughs> They missed their chance to trade Gasol and Evans, so they must be punished with wins. And I know we're supposed to talk about how you're tanking, but sometimes if you spurn the tank, the tank will spurn you. I saw some stat earlier this season anyways that the Grizzlies, five or five out of six of the last first-round draft picks the Grizzlies have had, like, don't even play in the NBA anymore. Oh, man. So what does it matter where they pick? Maybe they just trade their, their first pick in the draft for the 31st. Yeah. Wade Baldwin, what's his deal? He's out of the NBA. He got cut like his rookie year. Classic. Yeah, so I think if they want to sell season tickets, they should offer free barbecue to any games against teams under 500. Huh? Memphis, they got good barbecue. Oh, Not good basketball, that's but good. good barbecue. Bob, have you ever been to Graceland? Not yet. It's pretty great. The main house, they have a museum dedicated to Elvis in Hawaii. They have a museum dedicated to his cars. They have a museum dedicated to the movies he was in. They have a museum dedicated to his planes. Oh, my gosh. And that's, those are all before you get to the main house. Basically, the way to sell the most season tickets is you change the FedEx Forum into an Elvis basketball museum. It's the one museum he doesn't have, all of Elvis's basketball stuff, which I don't know if there is any. But if you just put 
basketballs next to cutouts of Elvis, the people will come to see it. <laughs> so that's how you get the people in there. Yeah, I think uh, the strategy for the Grizzlies to win a championship in the next 10 years is to move to Seattle. <laughs> John Calipari needs to come back to Memphis. Okay. that He's actually kind of hated in Memphis. But he's a man with great amounts of pride, and he needs to. Come, he wants to get back into the NBA, and he wants to win the Memphis fans' hearts again. That's how they do it. After all this NCAA stuff, we probably have to bail him out of jail before we could hire him. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we can afford it. A lot of coaches are going to come calling for NBA jobs. <laughs> Uh, moving on to uh, a team that that just lives in the uh, the draft lottery. They're the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Their young core consists of Buddy Heal, De'Aaron Fox, Willie Cauley-Stein, and Bogdan Bogdanovich, maybe the best out of all of them. I think if they want to maximize their losses the rest of the year, Vladi could start issuing cigarettes to all his players at halftime. Solid. <laughs> Very simple. It's cheap. <laughs> the real question here is not how can they maximize their tank. It's how do you improve perfection? That's the real question, Bob. You're asking, you're basically asking us to improve Michelangelo's David or the Sistine Chapel, Bob. It's you, these there are some things that just can't be done, and if you even attempt, if you even attempt, it becomes all smeared and blotchy. So you just gotta leave it so we can all admire it. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I don't know why we're we're worrying too much about them losing. You're right. I mean, even if they do lose and get a high draft pick, let's say they get the fifth pick in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. But they'll say, well, we only like four guys in this draft, so we're going to trade down and pick two guys that'll be out of the league <laughs> before their rookie contracts are over. <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins once put it, Lord, give me strength. Mm-hmm. So uh, how would you sell season tickets in Sacramento? Healed is, this is how, what I would say. Okay. Healed is the next Curry. Fox is the next Thompson. Collie Stein is the next Draymond. Costa Kufis is the next Bogut. Bogdanovich is the next Durant. If you squint, purple looks like yellow. We're in Northern California. Kings are warriors. We're the warriors. <laughs> that's, that's how I would, that's how I would sell those tickets. They're the blurry warriors. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah the blurry warriors. That's better than my pitch, which was just <laughs> get your tickets now because next year may we may finally play four on five. <laughs> uh, is there any way that the Kings win a championship in the next 10 years? Is, can, how would that happen? Could you see it? I mean, it's kind of your Brooklyn one. It's hope all the other teams fold. <laughs> That's kind of... Go back and watch the Kings-Lakers game, uh, game six, 2002. When you're done watching that, you'll realize the Kings are never winning a championship. Yeah, that was the the death blow. Uh, The Orlando Magic are currently tied for the fourth worst record in the NBA, 18-39. I think they just keep doing the opposite of all the good things they were doing the first 10 games of the season. Should work out fine for them. Yeah, their their problem now is Vukovic and Aaron Gordon are coming back or have come back from their injuries. Like when they show up at the arena, whoops, sorry, we can't find your parking spot. Like all of a sudden, like all these things just kind of happen to where they get really dejected and have to go back home again. Like they're, oh, your key card doesn't work. I don't know if they give them key cards or security all of a sudden doesn't recognize Vukovic and Aaron Gordon. So it's the little things that add up to getting them to leave again. 
Now, I was looking at the Magic schedule. They have nine games remaining on their schedule against these other ten worst teams, all all fighting for oh, wow. for last place. So you really got to make those count. Those are worth you know double losses, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know when you make one of these other teams win. So if you want people to come watch basketball at your arena in Orlando. My pitch to season ticket holders, come see the two-time mascot of the year. (laughs) Stuff the Magic Dragon. That's that's how it goes. Aaron Gordon probably won't be there to jump over him, but Stuff will be there, guys. They're the Orlando Magic. So the first thing that popped in my head was the old card game Magic the Gathering. Okay. (laughs) Remember that game? Yeah. I don't know how you play. I did have some cards. I have no idea how you play. Uh Uh-huh. But now shots can be powered by other cards, and moves are determined by kids sitting in a basement. So basically, they play the game in the basement, and then the game happens as they play. So they get, uh, I don't know if they have cards that can supercharge another card. So maybe Hazonia's shot is now like ultimate fire shot or something. I don't know. Again, I, I don't know how Magic the Gathering is played. but <laughs> I assume it's probably exactly like that. Yeah, Magic the Gathering comes to life. That's probably a more likely outcome than uh, the Magic winning a championship mm-hmm. in the next 10 years. Although John Hammond, he was the Bucks GM in Milwaukee, right? He drafted he made all those moves. Drafted Giannis, he drafted Thon Maker. Mm-hmm. I think if he just nails the next 10 drafts and gets that Greek freak in the rough. <laughs> yeah. But his next 10 draft picks, yeah. maybe they can get swept in the finals. <laughs> yeah. It'll be an entertaining sweeping. Orlando is the home of Universal Studios, which is why they now have the Universal Studios World Champion Magic 4D ride. They don't actually win a championship, but you can ride this ride and experience them winning a championship in 4D, which is about as close as they'll come the next 10 years. Very good. Very good. Dallas Mavericks, we started the episode talking about their intentions to lose. Mark Cuban took them all out to dinner to tell them, hey, guys, we need to uh, we need to lose. Here's some Sizzler. Let's lose. <laughs> I was just imagining it like Mark Cuban is Marcellus Wallace in uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, you're down by one. You're going to hear something in the back of your mind. <laughs> Ignore that. That's pride <laughs> fucking with you. you know? <laughs> Fuck pride. While he's at dinner, he says, this is a tasty burger. Too. <laughs> yeah. Dirk needs to go out in a blaze of glory. He needs to be playing 48 minutes a game, taking 50 shots. He has to do it this year. If he has to do it next year, so be it. <laughs> but every game he plays from here on out, is he's in the entire game, and he is just bombs away. Nice. Yeah, that's like how the you Kobe game. Yeah, yes, Kobe every the every game Kobe game. People could be selling bags of air from that the stadium oh, where man. Dirk took fifty shots. And I would absolutely buy it. <laughs> Here's what happens, Bob. They draft Trey Young. Dirk plays one more year, so every time Trey Young shoots a three, he can yell out, Of course <laughs> just like he did to Chandler Parsons. It's the little things that keep him going. Yeah, if the Mavs are going to win another championship in the next 10 years, I think Mark Cuban needs to invest heavily in a Dirk Nowitzki bot on Shark Tank. Dirk bot 5,000. <laughs> Same wow. brain. Wow. Yeah. There's only two teams left in our uh, our tank tips. 
They're tied for the worst record in the NBA as we speak right now. The first one is the Atlanta Hawks. Eighteen and forty-two. Some serious ineptness. But how, Matt, can they ensure that they get this number one pick? Atlanta, they're the HQ of Coca-Cola, right? So all the players are start getting them to drink that Coke instead of water. You said it with the, I think you said it with barbecue or what did you say? Which one was it? The Kings are smoking cigarettes. Oh the yeah, Grizzlies are eating barbecue. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Deep so, dish. so basically, you're drinking Coke, boys. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the Hawks are going to actually have to try that hard to uh, to continue to lose games. They they have not much talent on mm-hmm. their roster. Mm-hmm. Play basketball while dodging actual Hawks night. So <laughs> the the fans aren't dodging the Hawks. The players are trying to play while dodging the Hawks. So there would have to be some sort of dome put over the court <laughs> so i told i told bob before the podcast that i was looking back on these notes and sometimes it seems like the ramblings of a drunk man <laughs> so, i like it let's attach small pieces of meat to yeah, the jerseys yeah. of the hawks players yeah so they can dodge actual hawks while shooting the basketball yeah let's not get too crazy thinking that the hawks are going to win a championship in the yeah. next 10 years i saw this stat to put it in perspective kareem abdul jabbar played more playoff games in his 40s than Dominique Wilkins played in his entire NBA career. Solid. Yeah. I'm sorry, Hawks fans. I, I don't know if there are any listening. It brings us to the last team on Tank Tips. Oh, man, our, our, our squad. The beloved Phoenix Suns. They got the number seven core, according to Hoops Hype. Nice. Devin Booker, Alfred Payton, T.J. Warren, Josh Jackson, Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris, Alex Len, Tyler Eulis. Man, the whole team. The whole team is whole young. The whole team except Dudley and Chandler. Only four players in league history have averaged at least 24 points, four rebounds, and four assists in their age 21 season map. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll name three of them. You guess the fourth one. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Tracy McGrady. Devin Booker? Devin Booker. Okay. You really teed that one up for me. Pretty good company. You're the Suns fan. We'll let you go first. How do they ensure? I mean, every year we're watching, at least for the past couple of years, we're watching the Suns at the end of the season. You're hoping for a high draft pick, mm-hmm. and they continue to win close games against other teams that are competing for same said draft pick. How do they not mess it up this year? I think they just have to keep doing what they're doing. Did you watch any of what happened last night? The Clippers, Suns, yeah. I saw yeah. That they were down 29-5 to five at one point. Yes, and while they were in the midst of this beatdown, did you see what Bender did? The, the wide-open yeah, layup. Yeah, Bender, Bender passed open a wide-open layup to throw it to Chris. Was it Marquise Chris? One in of the those corner, guys who can't shoot, who just rifled a three that missed. So yeah, so they were down what twenty five, and they passed up a two for a good, uh, easy two for an impossible three. A wide open under the basket layup. Yeah, it was white. No one was around him. It was you could even wide see open. Devin Booker throw a towel up in in the air in like you know complete uh, exhaustion witnessing yeah. this play. How would you sell season tickets in Phoenix next season? Robert Sarver sells the team night. If they get a certain amount of season ticket holders, he sells the team. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. I, my pitch would be the timeline, guys. Mm-hmm. 
the solar panel podcast own Greg Gasposito's own uh, own saying. You know, it was in the hoops hype piece I was reading. Oh, nice. They they referred to the process and the timeline. Huge. Buy the T-shirt. Take the ride. You're a Suns fan, as our listeners know. How do you envision their path to a championship? It's not going to happen. <laughs> You're asking me the impossible. Can we get Sean Miller on the phone to make sure DeAndre Ayton gets to the Phoenix Suns? Why not just hire Sean Miller as your head coach? And hey. like we said, all these guys are going to be wanting NBA jobs, so... Have him come and sweat through a few button downs on the sidelines. Wait a minute, NBA wait a minute, court. Matt. If he gets hired by the Phoenix Suns, would he have to give up any of that money from U of A? I think they wrote in his contract if he gets an NBA job, U of A has to pay him fifty million dollars. <laughs> Just like the most ridiculous contract of all time. Okay. Wow. Those are our tank tips. That's Oof. it. Twenty five games or so left in the season. We're gonna be following this very closely. We're going to be having a lot more discussions about these inept teams and their strive to be even worse. Yeah. Uh, but until then, let's get into our Diss of the Week. Yo mama is so fat! This week's Diss of the Week, we got a few contestants. Stephen A. Smith said, I'm no longer in favor of playoff reseeding after realizing it would mean the Knicks never make the playoffs again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's true. Another Steven had a uh, Knicks-themed diss. Steven Adams was talking about his former teammate and stash brother, Inez Cantor. Cantor is apparently second in the NBA in box outs per game. Steven Adams said, quote, I'm really surprised. He's lazy. (laughs) Always. Always find the sick burn. so simple. Bill Simmons wrote a column this week comparing LeBron James to Michael Jordan. And was saying if LeBron comes back to the Cavs this season, next year's Cavs team might cost more than Black Panther 2. Nice. <laughs> but this week's Diss of the Week it came from Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's uh, he's down with a meniscus tear. But right before that, he told uh, Minnesota Timberwolves sideline reporter that he would play Lou Williams one-on-one for $100,000. Lou Williams or anybody that didn't like that he sat out the all-star game and thought that they should have been an all-star instead of them. Yeah. $100,000 one-on-one. If you're mad, Jimmy Butler will prove that he deserves to be an all-star over you. And he can probably beat, you know, half of the Phoenix Suns with only one hey, leg. Hey, <laughs> whoa. Hey, that's my team, guy. On the next episode of Brick House. Matt, I don't know about you, but I'm really rooting for the Cavs to to lose more games with their new four teammates. Why is that, Bob? It's not because I don't like the Cavs or I think that another team in the East are going to give the Warriors more problems. It's that I love the soap opera Mm -hmm. in Cleveland when their team is on the ropes. Right. Uh, Circle your calendars. March 11th, that's when the Cavs come to play the L.A. Lakers. I'm really hoping that the Lakers announce their plans to do a tribute video for Larry Nance Jr. and Jordan Clarkson, but Isaiah Thomas shuts it down. <laughs> I read an article this week that said Dan Gilbert will not give LeBron James a no-trade clause in his contract this time, oh, wow. which would pretty much all but guarantee LeBron James leaves the team. Yeah. That's the kind of drama we want to see. <laughs> The Cavs are really entertaining when they're playing good team basketball, moving the ball around, nailing threes, but they are straight Kardashianic when they are losing games this year. It's never too soon to start making crazy predictions. We do it every week. 
next week. Would you believe it if I told you Kawhi Leonard and Clay Thompson will both be Lakers in less than two years? Sure. Mm? Yeah. Speculation can't stop, and it won't stop. Won't stop. Not on Brickhouse. <laughs> Tune in for next week on the next episode of Brickhouse. Speculators. We speculate any dealings of front offices, and we're damn good, too. But you can't just say trades that might be. you got to make the headlines to stand out. It's 2017. Speculators!